This is hour number three of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of honesty and rationality in the desert of insanity and deceit, which is the American media, cultural, and political landscape. Still lots to get to, most of it dealing with the big debate this week and its aftermath. We will get to some uh, scandalous stories involving Hillary Clinton in this hour, including the uh, the so-called basement dwellers quote and <laughs> and more about uh, Trey Gowdy and uh, FBI Director Comey and the lack of an indictment over the email situation. But I want to wrap up the uh, the debate. And we've been looking at the debate through the eyes of Saturday Night Live because we figured that'd be more entertaining. And frankly, they were very accurate <laughs> in their portrayal with Alec Baldwin now taking over the role as Donald Trump. And the last clip we have deals with maybe the most bizarre moment. It's hard to call anyone the most bizarre because there's so many strange things that occurred. But, you know, in my view, at the very end of the debate, when Trump decides to say, you know, I'm not going to say something that I could say, but I'm going to imply what I was going to say. And then after the debate, I'm going to totally say what I would have said if I thought that I could get away with it. And if I wasn't getting my ass kicked by a girl, I wouldn't even bother going there because I wouldn't need to. Uh, this deals with the issue, I guess. I mean, it's not a guess anymore based upon what we now know. But at the time, it was very clear he was implying, you know, I could go after Hillary Clinton on Bill Clinton's uh, dalliance with Monica Lewinsky. And here's what that sounded like on Saturday Night Live last night. But if you don't elect me, I will continue to run for president until the day I die. And I will never die. Mr. Trump, final remarks. You know what, Lester? I was going to say something extremely rough to Hillary tonight, but I said to myself, I can't do it, I just can't do it. But if I had said it, it would have been a nuclear bomb. <laughs> In the 90s, our president was a man named Bill Clinton. Not many people know this, but that man is her husband. <laughs> and in 1998, get this, he had an affair. It's true, my investigators are looking into it right now. It was a woman, was a woman named Monica, very heavy. <laughs> I don't have her last name yet, but when I get it, I'm going to set my alarm for 3.20 a.m. and go sit on my golden toilet bowl and tweet about it until completion. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? I think that might be the funniest clip. I, no, I, that is by far. Um, and it's funny because... One, again, it's pretty accurate representation of what happened, but there obviously there's a, an allusion to the whole birtherism thing. My investigators, I don't know her last name. <laughs> also, by the way, the Alicia Machado situation, Monica, very heavy. Heavy. <laughs> um, but let's talk about why this happened, because I think there's some significance to it. And okay, all... wait, before you get yeah. to that, okay, go ahead. I think from this day forward, this is the only way that we can go over debate sound. <laughs> it's Saturday Night Live, does it? Well, yes. Well, I hate to break this to you, but tomorrow night 
we're we're live right after the debates. I mean, I mean, on Sunday we're right after the debates, so there will be no Saturday Night Live. So right. we're gonna, we're gonna have, to have to play actual clips. Oh. Yeah, I know it's gonna suck, but we'll do we'll the best we can. We'll revisit the following week. Right, we'll, we'll do the best we can with the real stuff uh, next Sunday on October 9th. All right, so but but here's the the serious point of this. Uh, and it, like almost everything with Trump, he's really not that difficult to figure out. It's about his ego. I, I, do you agree that this was about him feeling at the end of the debate that, oh, you know, he knew he blew it. He had gotten his butt kicked by yeah, a girl. He knew. And and now that's he, not a girl. Stop saying that. That's not a girl. No, when it's I mean, when I say Hillary Clinton, when, when I say girl, I'm using the schoolyard bully metaphor okay and so so he's a schoolyard bully who got in a fight with a girl and he got his ass kicked and so now he needs an excuse you know i i didn't fight my hardest because she's a girl but if i had boy i really would have kicked some butt uh that's really what he's saying there now the substance of the issue is is just strange even by trump's standards although i will say we alluded to this when we talked about okay so what would what other cards could Trump still play? Because he hadn't really played the Lewinsky card, and a lot of his fans thought, "Oh, he's gonna clobber her with Lewinsky." I, I don't. What dip? What difference at this point? What difference at this point does it make? Um, I in, mean, in a, in, my gosh. Well, I, I actually think that there's a legitimate issue to be raised, but Trump's really so bad at this, he can't do it, especially given his own. Background. I mean, here's a guy. Here's a guy who's who's been married three times. Apparently, had multiple affairs. Referred to sex in the '80s as his own personal Vietnam, trying right. to avoid sexual diseases. This so, is a place he doesn't want to go. You would think. You would think. Except he sees it as a weak. See, I think a lot of what Trump does is about ego and projection. See, whenever he attacks someone. And we've seen it so many times. By the way, in lieu of his tax revelations, people all day were tweeting old Trump tweets about him attacking people for not paying enough taxes. Well, that's a projection because he knows he doesn't pay any. And that's why he's going after Lion Ted all all through the primaries, because he knows he's a liar. Well, it's the same situation here. Almost every attack, the strongest Trump attacks are always personal projection. And and he has a history. That's why he's not going after the server, because he doesn't have one. <laughs> because he doesn't even do email. <laughs> but <laughs> good point. Right. Good point. He can't he can't relate to the email issue because he doesn't do email. <laughs> good point, Leah Brandon. But but my my larger point here is that he he views this one through projection. And two, uh, I, I think he, he's just lashing out. It's like, that's her weak point. That's going to, you know, that's going to make her hurt. So I'm going to go there, even though politically it's suicidal. Uh, because Yeah, it's really stupid. Because history has shown us that Hillary Clinton is never more popular than when people are talking about Bill's affairs. That's right. Because she becomes... The woman scorned and she stood by him. She becomes human and she becomes sympathetic. Now, there is an issue. If the media wasn't on her side, the issue would be this. She supported Bill when it was pretty clear he was lying and she attacked other women. girls, right. Saying they were part of a right-wing conspiracy on the Today Mm -hmm. Show. Now, you're going to probably think I'm naive as hell. 
I don't know 100% that Hillary actually knew at that time. Uh, she should have known. Are you uh, kidding? This stuff goes back no, 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 decades. Leah, 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 Leah. She obviously knew he was a, a, a cheater at that point. I think it's possible that she thought, okay, he can't be this stupid to have done this with an intern in the White House. And that so, therefore, she believed, because she believed him as a political genius, that he could never possibly be this dumb. Uh, so uh, I don't want to get too deep into that because we're going to go down a rabbit hole. The point here is there is a legitimate argument to be made that she played a role in destroying or attempting to destroy women who had uh, affairs with her husband. That should be legitimate. Uh, and by the way, speaking of things that should be legitimate, and even I have have not done a good job on this for a number of reasons, but how amazing is it that whatever role Bill Clinton is going to play in her potential administration has not been discussed at all. As if as if somehow a former president, even though he's lost his fastball and he might be a little senile, as if Bill Clinton is not going to have a major role in this administration. And this hasn't even been talked about. It's not even been... No, a- no, that's not true. Okay. We do know for a fact that if Hillary Clinton becomes president... Right. Bill Clinton resigns from the Clinton Foundation. Okay, well, that's good. So to we know. do know what he's not going to do. <laughs> well, he's he's not going to he's not going to shut up. He's going to clearly be part of the administration. He's so the idea that that hasn't been. I, I just find it amazing that his role has not really been vetted at all. And you know, to me, there's a million things I would love to still ask Bill Clinton about, from not going after Bin Laden to the Mark Rich pardons to why he should have been removed from office during the impeachment situation for having nothing to do with sex. It was not about sex. It was about perjury and obstruction of justice and suborning perjury. I mean, I'll never get over impeachment. I think that whole letting him off the hook was one of the worst things that's ever happened in, in my lifetime in this country. Uh, and yet, so this is why it's so bizarre that I get accused of being pro Clinton. <laughs> I, I can't stand the Clintons. and I despise him even more than I despise her. Well, he'll get a total pass because, you know, he's president, much like her, just the fact that he was there. It doesn't matter the mistakes. He was there. So that's quote unquote experience. Okay. when we come back, final wrap up on the debate and and maybe the number one reason in reaction to the debate that I think Trump exposed himself as thoroughly unqualified to be president. Then we'll move on to other things right here on the John and Leah show. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Last couple thoughts on the reaction to the big debate this week, Leah. And of the many disturbing elements of Trump's performance and the aftermath, I think the one that really bothered me the most because of what it tells us about what a theoretical, although I believe still very unlikely, Trump administration would be like, was Trump's demand, his insistence that against all logic and all facts and all scientific polling that his people go out there and claim 
that he won the debate using completely bogus, 100% fraudulent, online, unscientific polls. All I know is what's on the Internet. That, to me, Leah, was very telling. Because when you're president... I didn't see that. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this happened all over the place. He Well, but, I mean, Trump won all the online polls. I think there are bots everywhere. Just vote, 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 vote. Right. They're they're not legitimate. Yet he, he had his people go out there, and he himself cited them as proof that he had actually won. Now, the point of this is, to me, what I find significant here is if this guy is president, there are going to be things that go wrong, okay? And we just got an insight into how he handles it, which is complete, total, delusional denial to to Hitler-like proportions of, I'm in the bunker, I'm going to put my hand over my ears and uh, my hand over my eyes, I'm not going to see reality, I'm going to force my underlings to go out there and lie... Much like, by the way, he did when... What's go- you know what? As you're describing this, it's exactly what we've been through for eight years. Uh, not to this proportion. No, no, <gasps> not to this proportion. Now, this is, other, this is an alternative universe where we just pretend reality does not matter and we're going to go and we're going to cite things that are totally fraudulent. Those online polls are not real. They are a fraud, and it's his ego. See, this is the part that Obama's got a massive ego, and he absolutely lies. And so don't give give me this business. I'm defending Obama. But The whole ISIS thing, it's been one huge lie after another. Iran, our deal with them. I got it. Everything. I got it. I got it. I got it. The reality is— Those are real issues. This is a poll. No, no, this is an insight into how— he would do business. It's all about protecting him, his ego, and it does. And his people, he, he will ask them and tell them to enforce them to do and say things that are completely, utterly ridiculous in order to protect him, not the country, not even the politics. That's what's really bizarre. It's not even to protect his approval rating. It's to protect his own ego. Here's the bottom line. As I predicted in my uh, my in a column for Mediate, an hour and a half after the debate, Hillary now has a small but steady lead. We'll know more tomorrow whether that lead may have expanded slightly. I think it is a lead that is going to be very formidable, even though it's small, because I now believe that a, a over-majority of the American people have completely written Donald Trump off, and his ability to get new voters is going to be extremely limited unless something really huge happens. And I don't see how that's going to occur in debate number two, because what, Leah, knowing what his psychology is, what do you think Trump's knee-jerk reaction to debate number two is going to be? Is it going to be to be safer or more aggressive? Oh, no, he's going to he's going to he's going to be the caricature. Right. He should go the opposite direction, even though it's it would have been better to go in the reverse order to be presidential first and then be aggressive. Where he is now, he should be more presidential. He's not going to do that because he wants to destroy her. And in a town hall format, that is the worst thing you could possibly do. A town hall format is horrendous for being overly aggressive, especially to a woman. And I think it has more potential for disaster if he goes that route to placate his own ego. All right, more coming up next on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. 
back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. If you go to freespeechbroadcasting.com, a couple of things. Uh, we have uh, altered the official John and Leah Show percentages for who will win the presidential election. It is now 85% to 15% in favor of Hillary Clinton. Of course, that's barring some major news event to alter everything. But if nothing like that occurs, it's 85 uh, 15, and that might actually be optimistic uh, from Trump's perspective. Also at freespeechbroadcasting.com, you can check out all my most recent columns for Mediate, including my column on how the first debate loss has created a strategic problem for Trump going into debate number two coming up on this Sunday. Now, interestingly, and it's so typical of this bizarre world election, Leah, there were two tapes that came out over the weekend, over the last couple days, one for each candidate, where the campaign didn't want them to come out. Right. And bizarrely, both of them made me feel better about each candidate, which you would think is the opposite of what should happen, right? If, if there's a secret tape that you're not supposed to see that the campaign doesn't want released, you would- Well, it's 47%. That's 40- usually what you're going to get. <laughs> it's well, a tape like Mitt Romney's right. 47%. Well, frankly, 47% made me feel better about Mitt Romney, too. Um, <laughs> but So maybe I'm just in a very, you know, I take this look at things from an odd perspective, which I guess is, you know, not that unusual. After all, Glenn Beck said. Uh, John Ziegler, I, I think he's fantastic. What a, what a interesting mind he has. <laughs> okay. I like how he stumbles over right. what a, what a, what a, what a, what a, anyway, my, po- my point here is I tend to look at things differently than other people. What I'm referring to specifically is that there was a deposition in a lawsuit that Donald Trump, because he's being sued all over the place, he lives in lawsuits basically, both against him and against other people. There was a deposition of him that was released. And I, and I know I take a lot of heat for being never Trump, I have to tell you, this deposition, you want to feel better about Donald Trump? Watch the whole damn deposition. It's the best I've ever seen Donald Trump, period. I don't know if you watched any of it. He's he's very calm. He's rational. He's presidential. He's in command. I, I thought he was great. How now, long ago was this? Now, this was recent. This mm. was, so, I mean, I, I thought I thought Trump was amazing, and, and I actually— tweeted congratulations to BuzzFeed, which was the one that forced the release of the tape that the Trump people didn't want released by a judge. I'm like, congratulations, you just released a tape, forced the release of a tape that makes Donald Trump look better than anything else I've seen in 16 months. And that's not exaggeration. So check that out. I actually felt better about Trump. And it makes me think there's like, he's got two Trumps. There's like a personality disorder here going on he's a different person and other I think people, he's delirious people I think say he, he, well, he doesn't, doesn't sleep he doesn't, he doesn't sleep enough he's got insomnia so but there are a lot of people who say that he's a different person in private than public i didn't find that you know in my two-minute meeting with him i found him to be exactly the same way as he is in public but maybe that was because it wasn't a private meeting we were backstage at the today show but anyway i thought trump was really good in that similarly Hillary took a lot of heat yesterday, especially from the Bernie Sanders supporters, because of a, another secret tape, although I'm a little suspicious about yeah, the, about yeah. this one, uh, because the audio is really good. For it it's to be, pretty good for being a secret basement tape. Yeah, well, the, the basement <laughs> part was the fact that she referred, the supporters. Right, she referred to Bernie Sanders supporters as living in their basement. Now, you 
take that. What's com- wrong with that? Well, it happens to be accurate, first of all. Yeah. But second of all, you take that out of context, and it sounds horrible. It sounds like, you know, basket of deplorables. She's, <laughs> she's referring to Bernie Sanders supporters that way. And, of course, she's got a big political problem with Bernie Sanders supporters. Well, here is at least a portion of the clip of Hillary Clinton that the campaign, I'm sure, did not want out because it was uh, a speech to supporters that was secretly taped and then leaked, and here's what that sounded like. Some are new to politics completely. They're children of the Great Recession, and they are living in their parents' basement. Uh, They feel that they got their education and the jobs that are available to them are not at all what they envisioned for themselves. That is a mindset that is really affecting their politics. Yeah, and she goes on to say, look, you know, they're they're getting these jobs as baristas, and that's not what they want, and they're ready for a revolution. Well, okay, there's two elements to this that got a lot of publicity. The first was the they live in their basements. When I heard that, I, I didn't hear that as demeaning so much as being sympathetic or empathetic. I don't know how you've heard it, but... It, I mean, there were some laughs. Yeah, they can't afford to live on their own. Right. I mean, there were a couple of laughter, you know, chuckles from the crowd. I'm sure that was demeaning. But I don't think she meant it as demeaning. I think she meant it as this is what's happening. This is the source of the anger. This is why there was this talk of, quote, unquote, revolution, which leads to the second part that got a lot of play, which was she really kind of poo-pooed the whole Bernie Sanders, we're going to revolt, we're going to, you know, blow up all the boxes, as Arnold Schwarzenegger used to say here in in California. Right, Boy, settle but, down, kids. There's only so much we can do. Right. So the the but here's here's what made me feel better about Hillary in that regard, and frankly, conservatives should too, because in describing why she was baffled by the whole talk of revolution, she went through a really pretty uh, rational explanation for, and, and frankly, I think. A lot of people on the Republican side should have had this talk, too, because it's a very similar situation where our base is all pissed off because they, we feel betrayed in Congress. And Hillary's making the argument, well, wait a minute. You want to have a revolution? Okay. Uh, how about we get control of the Senate and then we have to get control of the state legislatures because then we have to redistrict, which is going to take 10 years, uh, because we, we can't control Congress Unless yeah. and until there's redistricting and you can't have a revolution without the legislature or the Congress being on your side. Now, why did that make me feel better about Hillary? Well, number one, uh, it shows that she does not, even behind closed doors in speaking to her supporters, she does not believe in this notion of the imperial presidency as Barack Obama does. Because at least she believes that you have to do this legislatively, that you have to actually go through Congress and that in order to have this socialist revolution, you have to change the Senate and the House first. So that, Except for the illegal aliens, which she's already said publicly, that uh, she is going to go ahead and make a whole bunch of new citizens. Okay. Right. But, <laughs> which, well, that scares me to death. Okay, well, so, I don't believe that she has the authority to do that. Obama hasn't done it, so how in the world is she going to get away with it with lower approval ratings? And uh, and a desire to get reelected with hopefully, if she's elected, a Republican, at least a Congress, if not the Senate. My point. Look, I'm not going to. This pisses me off so much when I when I simply state what the truth is and I get criticized for somehow being pro Hillary. The reality is, you know, there's a very good chance this woman's going to be president. 
we ought to be at least somewhat looking at the silver lining here is that there are signs that she's not as bad as Obama. And this okay, is, but wait a minute. But I'm just pointing out something that is as bad she, as Obama. Where, where's the quote? Where's the quote of her saying that she's going to do an executive order to give it's, citizenship to illegal immigrants? Where's that clip, Leah? Could you please play it? Play it, please play it right now. Let me go to her website. No, 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 no. there's no, there's no. She has never said, I'm going to, by executive order, make illegal immigrants citizens so they can vote. Do you understand what's going on right now? Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Okay. Our citizenship uh, is is being uh, run through at a much faster rate. Look, uh, we're running through a thousand people that should have been deported, but nope. Oops. Whoops. What did we do? We gave them citizenship just in time to vote, didn't we? Okay. All right, when we come back, um, we'll get into the issue of James Comey, the FBI director, and Trey Gowdy. Leah is very eager to talk about this, which we will do when we return on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Check out the podcast for this particular edition of the program, as well as all of the past bar, uh, podcasts of each edition of the John and Leah Show, at least for the last uh, 13, 14 months or so. Uh, we also, of course, next week, as a programming note, on Sunday, October 9th, our program is going to be a little bit different because we're going to be airing immediately after the second presidential debate. There'll be a couple of our affiliates that will air a best of during the last half hour of the debate, but starting at around 10:30 on the East Coast, 7:30 on the West Coast, we will go live immediately after the debate for full analysis of debate number two. Now, uh, Leah. You've wanted to uh, discuss uh, an interesting exchange that that, uh, dealt with uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. Uh, Republican Congressman Trey Gowdy trying to to get to the bottom of what really did or did not happen with regard to her lack of indictment on that issue. So tell us about that. Okay. Uh, So (laughs) FBI Director James Comey back again before the House. I believe this is the fourth time. Uh, the Judiciary Committee trying to get him to basically defend why he did not charge Hillary Clinton criminally for her private server and why the FBI gave five different Clinton aides immunity from prosecution in this investigation. Congressman Trey Gowdy says, okay, let's look at intent here, which is why you say, James Comey, that you did not press charges. Uh, Such as whether or not the person intended to set up an email system outside the State Department, Uh, such as whether or not the person knew or should have known that his or her job involved handling classified information. Uh, Whether or not the person was truthful about the use of multiple devices. Uh, whether or not the person knew that a frequent emailer to her had been hacked, and whether she took any remedial steps after being put on notice that your email or someone who's been emailing with you prolifically had been hacked, and whether or not, and I think you would agree with this, Director, 
Um, false exculpatory statements are gold in a courtroom. I would rather have someone lie about something and it be provable that that is a lie, such as uh, that I neither sent nor received classified information, uh, such as that I turned over all of my work-related emails. All of that, to me, goes to the issue of intent. For those who may have to prosecute these cases in the future, what would she have had to do to warrant your recommendation of a prosecution? No, I think we'd have to be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt a general awareness of the, of the unlawfulness of your conduct. You knew you were doing something you shouldn't do. There you go. <laughs> All right, so what is your theory then on what really happened here? Here's my theory. It is clear that she should have been criminally charged. Well, well hold on a second. Why is that clear? Because exactly what Trey Gowdy just said. But, but did okay? you, you heard Comey's response. What, where's the proof of the intent? Okay, they gave immunity to five of her okay. aides. Okay, but what's the As Trey the proof Gowdy of, said, they don't give immunity to laptops. They give immunity to mm. people who have done something wrong. No, wait, 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 hold on a second. In order to get them to tell the truth. Okay. Okay, but where's the where? So then there ought to be proof then that there was intent. Where's the proof? Where's, you where's the proof? have lied to the FBI, lied to Congress. Li mm. He just laid it out, Ziegler. Did you not hear what I he heard, just I heard, said? So, so here's my so, bottom line. So, so call me. My so bottom call, line so is, call me is James not, so call Comey me. did not want to be the guy. Who's going to take down the Democratic nominee, mm -hmm. much like John Roberts of the Supreme Court right. did not want to be the guy right. who would not allow the country to have health care. I think that that's a very valid analogy slash theory. That, that makes sense to me as far as what it is that's motivating Comey, because up until this point, conservatives loved James Comey. People thought he had the highest level of integrity. When I watched his press conference, it felt to me like a guy who had a really tough call but thought that he had done the right thing. In fact, at the end of it, he said he had never been more proud of, of the FBI or the people that worked on this particular case. Now, why would you say that if you felt like you were doing something that you didn't want to do? Why would you say that? Because he knew. Look, you, I was watching you live tweet this. You right. knew where he was going. He's going to prosecute. And then it's like, well, no. well wait. What's going on here? Well, no, he absolutely, <laughs> he absolutely did her no favors by a sounding like he was going to prosecute her or indict her or whatever. And, you know, basically laying out the case to why she could have been. But then saying, yeah, but, you know, when it, when it came down to it, I decided not to, which is clearly consistent with your theory, because you remember John Roberts, when he basically did the same thing. In his opinion, yes. in his opinion, and you then could, he made it okay. <laughs> right. In his opinion about Obamacare, you're like, wait a minute, how could this guy not vote to overturn it? Because I believe you're right. I believe John Roberts felt it would be bad for the Supreme Court. Yes. Uh, if if they were the ones that killed Obamacare. So he, and he, you said so that he, he didn't want to go out to dinner in Washington. <laughs> right. He, he, he didn't want to, you know, he, so he concocted 
this bizarre. He's kind of like uh, Hugh Hewitt trying to figure out a way to vote for for support Donald Trump. So you, you come up with a conclusion you want, and then you concoct a way to get there. That's what yes. John Roberts did, and that's you know I can certainly see that that Comey could do that, and he might even fool himself that that's not what he really did. That's all very possible, but the reality of this is Leah that unfortunately this is in my view as baked into the cake politically as oh, it, for sure as anything could possibly be baked in for sure uh, i mean now wikileaks is is pretending that they're going to have a a huge bombshell release and i don't buy anything julian it's not going to do anything well un- I mean- unless 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 as i've been saying facetiously though half seriously it's about beyonce taylor swift katy perry somebody like that which, which which is something that the media will be able to latch on to and that, that average voters will actually care about. My God, you know, the number one trending item on Twitter right now by far is Kim Kardashian got held up I know, in Paris. Uh, <laughs> we don't even know. We know nothing whether she but she's fine. She's perfectly okay. There was uh, apparently robbed at gunpoint. We don't even know if she was actually robbed of anything. But that's what people care about. So that's right. So if you know, if somehow Kim Kardashian or Kanye West is being dissed by Hillary in those emails, now you got something that you know Julian Assange might have uh, coming out this week. Which again, I don't buy because I don't trust him at all. I think he's a fraud in, in large part. But the reality of this is that the the look we we knew all along. We said for a year that she's not going to get indicted, and it's not. We don't know. We didn't have any of the details at the time to know whether she actually committed a crime that she should be indicted for. But we knew politically it was not possible because there's no rationality, none, that someone at the FBI wouldn't give an alarm bell to Obama yeah. and say, Hey, Obama, you better get Biden uh, right. over there in the dugout. <laughs> we need a backup. Right? Get, him, uh, get him up. Get him the bat. <laughs> right, exactly. We need a backup because our, yeah. number, our number one hitter might be going down. So and I don't know how you feel about this, but to me, all of these things are sort of the same in the way the media um, will will have it go. OK, if Hillary Clinton, like if if the story is so big, right, uh, it all has to come down at once. OK, right. if it's going to leak. Sometimes it can have an effect. Sometimes it can snowball, but mostly it peters out. Well, I've it been needs supp- to hit with a bam. Right, but I actually I, I have been wrong in one out, el- very wrong in one element of this whole email thing. I thought the media would protect Hillary on the emails way more than they have. This issue has has lingered and has hurt her far more without an indictment than I ever expected. And I think the Clinton people were taken off guard by the fact that the media has allowed this thing to continue to fester. And frankly, the way people's attention spans are, I think that the email thing has done more damage to Hillary than any one of the many, many, many problems that Trump's had because Trump has so many problems, the media moves off of them like within half of a day. And That's and, right. And That's pe- your digging for holes right, thing. Right, right. It's all about digging for oil, and the media gets <laughs> bored real fast after digging for you know two feet, and they go, oh, wait a minute, there's a gusher over here for sure. Look what he just tweeted. Let's move. I mean, so, so Trump actually benefits bizarrely from having so many things. I mean, the perfect example of that is this week, 
Newsweek's cover, I know I said this before, but it needs to bear repeating, has evidence that's been not refuted, in fact, basically corroborated by the campaign that Trump's organization broke the law and the Cuba embargo against Castro. That's- and you don't think that Obama just opening up everything? Hey, come on! No pre, no. That uh, that's not no the law. rules or anything like that. That wasn't, that you wasn't don't the think law at the time. That's kind of taking it. Uh, that's it, kind of taking that Cuba thing down. Uh, it takes it down, but at the time this happened, that wasn't the case. All right. Well, we'll be back on Sunday with our. Post-debate coverage. Leah, as always, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Podcast at freespeechbroadcasting.com. See you next week. I'm John Ziegler.